You are listening to a Hippily Horror Stories Patreon bonus preview. If you like what you're hearing, stick around to the end to find out how you can get more. Hey guys, I am excited to have George Lunsford on. George is actually an author. He's got one book out, another one shortly coming out. And he's got a bunch of different stories to talk to us about, including a near-death experience, which is always near and dear to our heart, and especially near and dear to my heart. Since about three weeks ago, I almost had one. I missed out. I didn't get to have one. I was I got to have the near-death part, but not the experience. So uh, no white lights, no nothing for me. I just found out about it afterwards, so I, I missed out. George, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Tell me about the book you got out. Well, the book that's out right now is called Legends, Myths, Monsters, and Ghosts. It's the USA edition. It's about 590 pages of stories from every state, including uh, five different Indian tribes and Washington, D.C. Nice. And you said you got another one that'll be coming out soon. Before we get to that one, how can people get a hold of this book that's already out? Uh, they can go on Amazon or they can go to my website. Okay. What's the website? GeorgeLunsford.x10host.com. And you'll find my website, my beautiful wife made for me. And uh, she's the smart one. I just write books. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. And what's the new book going to be about? Well, the one coming out, I think it's in March. It's called uh, Monsters of the World Reference Guide. And it's got a pile of monsters from every continent. And it also has, thanks to my wonderful friends on Facebook and other people it has encounters that they sent to me to put in the book. And Justin actually sent me an encounter with it. He sent me a Bigfoot encounter. Okay. Nice. And I think Justin might've even shared that one on our show. Of course, we're talking about Justin from cryptids of the corn who uh, you'll be able to see us uh, together at a live event at post 10 elementary in Ohio on April 22nd. So if you hadn't got your tickets to that, seating's limited. I think there's only 60 seats available uh, from the get-go. And then some of those have already sold out, obviously. So go grab your tickets. All right, George, you have a near-death experience. Those always fascinate me. Tell me what happened in that situation. Well, I was in my early 20s. And I'm kind of a hard-headed person about going to the doctor. I really hate going to the doctor. Same. I got pneumonia and I got a lot worse case than I thought I had of it. But I did go to a doctor, but the doctor I went to apparently wasn't very good because they told me I had bronchitis. Well, about three days later, I was at home lethargic. I had over 104 fever. I couldn't raise my head. I couldn't move. My father actually carried me out to the car and took me to the emergency room. They rushed me in the emergency room, started pumping all this stuff into me, all the liquids and antibiotics, and come to find out my lungs were a little over half full of fluid on both sides. Ooh. I wasn't holding any oxygen in. And that night, probably around, I don't remember exactly because it's been so long ago, and I, as I get older, my memory's going <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I guess it's probably around two, three o'clock in the morning. I was laying there asleep, and for some reason, I felt something weird. So I opened my eyes and looked over, and there was an older woman standing beside the bed. 
And it didn't freak me out what the news report was. It was just, I was just wondering why she was standing there. So I right. set up and started talking to her. And she told me her name and everything. That was real cool. And I looked back at the at where I was, and I was sitting in the bed. So I looked over and my body was still there. And I thought to myself, well, this is different. <laughs> looked up in the clock. The clock wasn't moving it was the second hand was stopped and everything it was weird and it was just a real calming relaxed feeling in the air everything was just really calm and quiet and then i seen a figure in the corner of the room and i have to say it, it was an angel because i could see the the outlet i mean the design of the person standing there and it looked like wings behind them and it was nothing i never felt anything but calmness and relaxation probably the best feeling i've ever had in my entire life but what stood out about the angel besides the wings of course was he had the wildest blue eyes you've ever seen in your life i've never seen anyone that had eyes like that in my life or that color blue and uh, so I jumped up out of the bed into the floor and I was talking to the woman and people started walking through the walls of my room. It was like six or eight people walked into my room and they were all talking to me and they told me their names and everything. I, I mean, I, I used to remember all their names and everything. And as they talked to me, I looked over and the angel raised his hand up in the air, just raised his arm up and this little bitty teeny tiny bit of light formed right underneath this hand and all of a sudden it went poof and it just the whole wall was nothing but a big round light you couldn't see through it but you could just see this big light all you could see and the people started you know telling me bye and you know it was good to see me and they shaking my hand and everything and they all went in except for the little woman and me well i thought well I guess I'm supposed to go to the light. So I started towards you. She grabbed me by the arm. She said, no, 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 no. You you don't go. You, you don't need to leave now. It's not your turn. She said, you just need to lay back down in the bed. And I looked, the clock still hadn't moved. And I laid back down in the bed and she looked at me and she smiled real big and she waved at me and she stepped into the light. And when she did, it disappeared. And so did the angel. So I thought, huh, well, that's kind of different. <laughs> I laid down. And next thing I know, there's alarms going off in my room. And my door come flipping open and people come running in. And they, a woman leaned over me and I said, what are you doing? And they all just stopped dead with this, 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 this really strange look on their face. Like, what? <laughs> And uh, I started leaving, and one of the nurses, was she was checking me out, and I said, I have a question for you, and I asked her the woman's name. I said, what did she die of? She said, how do you know her? I said, I just, I just finished talking to her. <laughs> and she just she got the whole, her whole face just went totally pale. And she said, she was in this room, and she died the day before you got here. Wow. And I named every one of the people that I talked to. And each one of those people had died in that hospital. 
recently. That's incredible. It was pretty amazing. I, I've never felt anything that felt that comforting, though. I mean, there was nothing. I was never scared. I was never nervous. I didn't have any any reservations at all. It was just this really, really nice feeling over your body. That's you know? the way I feel when I eat the pineapple uh, upside down cake cheesecake from Cheesecake Factory. So. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> Oh Lord, it's <laughs> pretty good. But George, was... that's that's a fascinating story, and I think that there's a lot of people out there that would love to have an experience like that, me included. Um, what kind of perspective on life did that give you after the fact? Well, the longer I've I've gone since then, the more I appreciate every day I've got. And I, I probably don't show it as much as I should to my family and everybody, but I appreciate every second I get with any of them. Because I know that what I'm, I'm not afraid of death because I know what's there now. There was never a question. I mean, I, I've, I've always been a Christian, but I, you know, you always still used to kind of hold that little bit of doubt in your head. But ever since that happened, you know, there's nothing to doubt now. I know what's there. I think that's the beauty of having uh, a paranormal experience or having a situation like a near-death experience like that is I think it does kind of give you confirmation that there's definitely something after. You can always assume, but to get yeah. that little bit of confirmation is a is it's a life changer. It's incredible, really. It's it's an amazing thing. The more I look back on it, because I've told this you know a few times during some interviews I've had, but it's just, there, there was never, there's never been that much confirmation on anything else I've ever thought about. I've seen two alien uh, ships to UFOs and it just didn't have the same effect as that, you know, near death did. It just, it, it, I just look at it as, okay, yeah, we know there's life out there. And that's all there is to it. There's nothing really life changing about that, but there more was more when I actually did not. I kind of feel the same, exact same way. I mean, I can see. I haven't, but I don't. I believe in aliens. I believe that. It, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's that far fetched to think that there's, you know, uh, other beings out there in in the universe that that have our intelligence level or way beyond our intelligence level. That just doesn't seem that far fetched to me. But hopefully. You know, <laughs> right <laughs> what i'll do is I'll, I'll have to bring you on another time to talk about strictly those ufo experiences because i got a feeling you got some cool stories behind that let's stick with the paranormal for now you've had some paranormal experiences i've, Obviously, I've had a ghost yeah i i had my first one was with my great-grandmother when she passed away I love my little great grandmother. My great grandmother was four foot tall. She was a little bit thing. <laughs> and she was tough. Man, that woman was something else. But I was laying in my bed the night before she the night she passed away. I was back around in my room asleep. And around probably 12, 1 o'clock, uh, I felt once again I felt something. And I looked down and my great grandmother was sitting on the end of my bed, which is weird because she lives in a different county. <laughs> she don't drive yeah. and uh he was just sitting there looking at me and smiling and 
I, you know, I said, hey, she said, I just wanted to come by and tell you bye, and then I love you. I knew that it wasn't just a dream, because I could smell her perfume. And it was, and it just, and it's another one of those times I wasn't scared. It was just really comforting to know that my great-grandmother was there to tell me bye. I didn't really understand what she was doing either. Because, I mean, right. it was, I kept thinking, this has got to be a dream. But I, I could smell that it wasn't. When I went back to sleep, she faded away. I went back to sleep, woke up the next morning, and that, and we found out she had passed away. I walked back in my room. I could smell her perfume still. How old were you at this time? I was uh, late teens. And it was, and I never will forget it because I just I kept thinking to myself, I wonder why she came to me. I mean, I was pretty close with her. I'm, you got to be close to any woman that'll pick the, the splinters out of a cactus out of your hind end. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's just the way it is. I heard the cactus one time in her house. So <laughs> we won't get into that story. But uh, yeah, and I just, it, it was just a strange thing that it happened that I've, I've never had a scary ghost experience. That's what the funny thing is. Everybody's talking about how they had these really bad, bad uh, experiences with these ghosts. And with just ghosts, I've never had a problem. I've had shadow people. I didn't like those experiences. And I had a demon. I didn't have a, a whole lot of love for the experience of that, but it was nothing that actually physically happened to me. It's just a feeling I got. Give me your, uh, give me a shadow person story. Uh, we was at a friend of mine's house and it was it, the shadow, that story, the shadow person, the demon were in the same house. All right. Well, give me both of them. Then we'll just run them together. Well, we went down to the basement. He was, he had rented a house and it was like from the 1700s. And we got down in the basement and somebody had built cages like jail cells in the basement into the, into the uh, uh, ground basement, into the rock and stuff. They actually cut into the rock and put bars and everything up. And it looked like somebody had been, that they used to torture people the way it looked down there. And when you got into that basement, you know, basements usually run about 68 degrees. Well, this one felt in different areas of that basement, it felt like it was about three degrees. And you just felt something. And you, we kept hearing this low, for lack of a better word, of, of growling. And now he had a 200-pound rock water with us. And the rock water was scared and crying. And we never, you, you could see the whole basement and you could see there was nothing there, but you just, it was just this really eerie feeling. And uh, he had got scratched and stuff being down there. He showed me his arm where he'd been scratched and stuff. And I asked him, I said, what, what's going on? You know, why, why is this like this? He said, well, he had run some research and they had tortured and killed some slaves down there. They had tried to escape. Hmm. Back in, you know, 1700s. And uh, so we left the basement because it was just that, I mean, you kept feeling something, you're hearing something that it was always a low voice in the back of your head where you was there. And it was just, it was really disturbing. So we went back upstairs and we were sitting there and something went across the wall. We could see it, it was a formed shadow 
and there was nothing behind us but a wall. There was no very few lights on because it was the middle of the day. But this thing went across the wall just as slow as it could go. When it got to the corner, it stopped. And it went up to the ceiling and was almost completely above us. And we could see it. We it almost like you could feel it had eyes. And and this to say, I, I didn't stay long, and he didn't live our long. So, <laughs> but it was just, it was the most uneasy feeling, and just it just give you that hair on the back of your neck standing up, and just it was just, it was just bad. And you could smell. There's always a rotten smell, like flesh or something in the basement. You could smell when you <laughs> open. It was just, it was a bad place. It was. Yeah, nothing. No, that sounds good. <laughs> uh, I've had I've had a few. Things. I had a had a ghost at my at my house where I used to live at, and I did some research on the area where that house was where I used to live at, and uh, come to find out, there had been a family on that property. Right, actually, from what I understand, right where my house was sitting, I was living in a mobile home park. And with the research I found out, there had been a young family that was there. They had the mother, the father, a 16, 17-year-old daughter, and about a 10-year-old son. And they all got tuberculosis and died right there. Which, you know, back in that time in this mountains, there's a lot of people died of it. Wouldn't have, wouldn't right. But... The, the daughter stayed in my stayed around inside my house. And I don't know why, but she did, I guess, because we had little ones. That's my kids were really little. And uh, <laughs> the little boy, you could, every now and then you could catch him almost like he was looking in the window. He just, when you cut your head, you set a corner of your eye, but when you turn your head, it disappeared. You could hear laughter. <laughs> and both my kids remember it too. And they were real little. But the funny thing about, I called her Bertha, the, the, the daughter, stayed right there, is that my, my little girl was crying one night. She was just, she was just a baby. She was crying. So I got up and went in there to find out what was going on. I opened the door and walked in. I hear, and you could see the blanket like somebody was patting it. And my daughter quit crying, went back to sleep. Fair enough. <laughs> so, I said, thanks, Bertha. I went back to bed. <laughs> That's a win-win. Yeah, she was, she always did stuff like that for the kids. She washed around my kids and stuff. And after the divorce, my, me and my first wife divorced, uh, she watched everybody that come into the house. And there was one girl that come into the house I was dating, and she didn't like her, so she terrorized that girl. <laughs> it was so funny. I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh, but I had thrown pennies on my table and the girl was sitting at the house and I throw pennies up on the table, about 10 of them, didn't really think anything about it. And I went to work. I get this frantic call. This girl is losing her mind. She's screaming and crying in the phone. I said, calm down. What is wrong? I thought I was being invaded by something. And she <laughs> says, you're not going to believe this. And she flipped the camera on, on this phone and the pennies that were on the table They'd slide one at a time over and fall off the table and land on their edge. They'd roll over, they'd stop, turn, and roll again and fall over heads up. She did every one of those pennies like that. 
Needless to say, the girl didn't stay. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> I loved her. She was a sweetheart. <laughs> My favorite ghost. George, it's been an absolute blast having you on. I can't wait to have you on again to talk more about your books and get into depth of some of the things that you wrote about in there. Um, tell everybody again the name of the book that's out right now and where they can get it at. All right. Name of my book that's out right now is called Legends, Myths, Monsters, and Ghosts, the USA edition. It's on Amazon. You say that like there's going to be a worldwide edition. Is that the case? I'm not sure yet. I just did the USA edition as a as a leap off if, if I did decide to do a world edition. But now the one, the Monsters of the World uh, reference guide. Now there's monsters from every continent. You'll, you'll enjoy it. It's got some I've never even heard of. Nice. And I did a lot, did a lot of research on it. The only continent that didn't have at least 15 was Antarctica. I only got four. Yeah, I can imagine it's a little tighter. Yeah, there's nobody uh, area there. Yeah, <laughs> but there's some. There's some. Those four are pretty interesting. So you know. All right, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for uh, spending some time with us. Man, I really do appreciate it. And you're, I'll come back anytime you want me. Absolutely. Thank I've you. Thank you. Hey guys, I've got Amy from Lewiston on, and uh, Amy's been on the show before. It's been a, at least a couple of years ago, I would think, because I know that was in our in our old studio, aka uh, bedroom. Uh, so I know that's uh, at least been uh, two and a half years ago. Amy, thanks for coming back on. Thank you. So this story happened. Did um, correct me if I'm wrong? Did you say this happened this past October? Yes, it did. Okay, I, I was thinking I was making sure to get people and the stories mixed up, but uh, nope. Amy, I'm gonna turn it over to you and and uh, let you tell us what uh, your experience was. Okay, so um, I'm actually a uh, president of Youth Football Association, uh, and this happened after a practice. Uh, my husband is a coach, so he left the practice field. It was dark totally pitch black. It was seven o'clock. It was freezing. It was like 50 degrees outside. And there were, there was my son there and two other boys that hadn't been picked up yet by their parents. So I kept on telling them, guys, get in the Jeep. It's a lot warmer in here. It's, <laughs> it's warmer in here. Come, come inside. And they're like, no, 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 it's all right. So I said, just get in the Jeep. And then the one boy said, well, I don't really want to. Maybe, you know, uh, maybe you'll be uh, kidnapped me or something. I said, I, I have four boys of my own. Thank you very much. I don't really need any more. So I, so then they're like, oh, okay. So then they got inside and they were looking at the dash of my Jeep. And my son was in the front and these two were in the back. And they were playing a video game that was on the dash. And... It was a very simple game. And when they were playing it, all of a sudden there was a man's voice that we all heard that said, it's warmer. And I thought, well, maybe, maybe I was the only one that heard that voice. When one of the boys said, what was that voice? And I thought, oh, well, hmm. I said, well, maybe it was in the video game. 
it wasn't in the video game. I know it wasn't in the video game. Um, so I don't know. It was, it obviously knew what was going on. Um, that area has been known to have, uh, like activity. And like I said, that is above, uh, the library that I work at. It's, it's a plateau. There was nothing around. There was nobody around. We were like pretty much sitting like in a parking lot. Um, no people, nothing. So I don't know where this voice came from, but it was, it was concerned for us. And it was glad that it was, you know, that the boys were warmer, I guess. So it was just very so, odd. So you were, you were fairly close to the library that you work at yes. when this happened? Yep. I mean, it's probably, we were like right up the hill from there, which like literally up the hill. <laughs> um, it was uh, like, if I had to drive there, it was probably three minutes away from there. Um, and my library is definitely haunted. So it's a, uh, I thought maybe something followed me up there. I know I have things that kind of uh, seem to be attracted to me. Uh, I have a, something that happened in the basement, if you want to hear that. Oh, well, yeah. You can't tease <laughs> me with that and then not give it right. to me. Um, so I have like a crafting business that I, and it's, it's in the basement right now. So, um, I was sitting at the table and all of a sudden I saw a water bottle pick up from the table and fall behind the table. Um, and then I want to say only three days later, I was listening to the radio through my phone. Uh, it was a, just a radio station. And then I heard a woman's voice say, help, through the song, through the radio. So it was like an audible EVP. It was strange. I don't know. So who knows what it was? Well, it definitely sounds like that you have enough uh, outside entertainment to keep you going. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind it. It's interesting. So where are your husband and children on on the beliefs of spirits and stuff like that? Are they on board with this? If you come home and talk about the haunted library, are they yep. like whatever or um, are they on board? My husband has always belie believed in uh, spirits. Um, he has kind of sensed things as I have. Uh, my youngest one is my uh, my buddy who I watched ghost shows with. So he's all into that. He's definitely loves it. But my other kids, I would say they're believers. That's just how they've grown up. Good. It, it, I think it helps to have that, the, the family that supports you when things like this do come up, you can at least feel like you got the comfort to talk about it and not right. feel like, well, can't mention this to so-and-so. Right. Yeah. Um. I It took me a couple days, like, to actually ask my son when he had other kids around, I, I said, you, you realize that voice, it shouldn't have been there in the Jeep. And he said, yeah. And the other kids were like, no, it wasn't a ghost. And I'm like, um, well, they're, I believe they're around. Uh, I can't explain this. I, I don't know what happened. That's just, you know, things that kind of hang around, I guess. Yeah, and it would be odd, even if it was part of the video game, just to happen to mention the same thing that you were just talking about, about you right, know, the definitely. fact getting in the yeah. vehicle that was warmer. Mm -hmm. I think so. Mm -mm -mm. 
Well, Amy, I appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk to us this morning. Thank you very much. Nice to talk to you. All right, babe. Thank you so much. And uh, I assume that uh, we will be seeing you in a couple of months. Yes, I'm very excited about that. Maybe I'll have some more stories for you. Hey, you never know. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of time to to work some stuff up. (laughs) Right, for sure. (laughs) All right, Amy, thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, guys, if you like what you just heard, we do six of those small bonus episodes every single week. We also do two full-length bonus episodes every month. We do a listener stories episode and then a story that's just like the ones you would typically hear on the regular feed. If you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com and look up Hillbilly Horror Stories or go to hillbillyhorrorstories.com and there's a direct link right there. Thank you guys so much for what you do for us.